0: hello Kay. yeah <laughs> we said hello and okay <laughs> oh, sorry it's episode 81 uh, i don't f- i, I no, don't like it yeah what is what it? do you mean no it's not yes it is
1: I, okay all right
0: my it's episode bad. 81 of off the crossbar and it's kyle saying that instead of matt and i don't True. like we should have just recorded him he should have just sent a audio file of him saying maybe maybe in post he can just record he can over, just
1: record one and add it to the over
0: end. my voice maybe anyway so it's me it's Trevor and we have Dr. Colin here as well hello Colin
2: hey guys thanks for having me
0: I'm excited to be here sweet thank you me uh, you're well uh, me too <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here Matt's Matt is with uh, other soapbox contributor Ian on a cute little boys getaway to the bay a totally a a, a not gay getaway to the bay is what they're doing i think is what they call it
2: i mean i'm i'm pretty jealous they didn't invite me so
0: they didn't invite me either two two just uh married men wait is ian married actually i know is he like his partner but i don't know if they're married anyway two just two men having a good time in the bay together eating pakistani food i think I'd be remiss if I didn't provide Matt's social hour update. It looks like he's been eating uh, gluten-free gluten free
1: bakery goods.
0: Yeah. Like he had like a gluten free ham and cheese croissant, which was pretty impressive because I think croissants gluten free style are pretty hard to do. But um, what else has he been up to? He, well, he took two pictures of the same bakery place. So that's, that's a little redundant. They appear to have gone to some place with a large.
1: S- what is, the, what is that? What is that structure? Forever? I have no idea. I thought it was a museum or maybe a hotel lobby.
0: It's like if that really creepy looking structure in New York, like the bee, the massive beehive looking thing, was like inside but spherical kind of.
2: Are you guys talking about the Exploratorium? I is don't know. Well, let's
0: Google Exploratorium <laughs> it might be and
1: see if that's what we're talking about.
0: Uh, they're at they're at some like work thing for Ian, and I don't know what. But wow, this food looks delightful. Anyway. So Matt's out there uh, with Ian in the bay, just eating food. I think, I don't know if Matt's actually doing anything else other than that, but.
1: I think Matt said he was going to like sit in on some of the, like Ian is out there for work, like his work sent him out there and they got a plus one. And so he decided to take Matt. (laughs) And his partner couldn't go. So it's, it's yeah. So Matt's just going, and Matt and Ian are like, I don't think they do the same job, but it's like related. So Matt was telling me, he was like, I might just go just to see what it's about. See if I can learn anything.
0: He loves to learn. He's a man. He's a scholarly yeah. man. He's a studious man. But anyway, Colin, as is per, as as per tradition, this is social hour. So tell tell us a little bit what what you've been up to. Have you enjoyed any nice uh, cuisines? Have you watched some delightful cinema or television? Or have you played any fun games,
2: board, video, or otherwise? So. uh I have been um, playing way too much Elden Ring. That's oh, thing you're I've an Elden doing. Ring guy. We need an Elden Ring guy on the pod. That's why I he's here. I am an Elden Ring guy. I've been playing way too much of it. Um, I think the game's been out for two weeks, and I've hit close to 100 hours, which, <laughs> are, nice. which is way too many hours. Um, nice,
1: nice. Oh, but my goodness.
2: I also, awesome. basically, that whole time, um, my girlfriend Sarah has been out of town. And That'll so I'm like, well, I don't know. Makes sense. I'm just, just going to play way too many video games. Um, so I've been doing that. And uh, Sarah was back in town. So we went to dinner tonight. We went to Level Crossing. Uh, oh. And that was really nice. I love Level Crossing. Um, not Kyle-friendly uh, no, options. No, Because we had uh, pizza and we had a really amazing goat cheese uh, sandwich. Ooh. And then we had beers, and then I was then I came on this pod with you, and I was like, "Kyle could enjoy." I was I was, I was zero for
0: three on that one, most <laughs> likely. But
2: yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: wow, that's really nice. I I'm like really wanting to get into Elden Ring. I I need here's the thing. I need something to make me not play FIFA, and FIFA is a game in which I hate, but I love, and I continue to play, and I need something to. But I I I didn't feel like I had the uh, prowess to play elden ring but from what i understand it's easier than the other from software games like bloodborne so is it really
2: yeah Yeah, that's i I understand that it's easier as well um i mean it's if you've played breath of the wild which i think you guys are talking about just on the last yes uh,
0: like all of the last pods and played breath of the wild i think like all day every day so yeah
2: um it's very similar to that like a very big open world kind of exploration thing it's just all the fights are pretty hard yeah uh, and you uh, die really often, uh, and like if that's going to make you mad, then it's not a fun game. But if you can, yeah. if you can learn to enjoy kind of the like the grind, it's not even the grind. But like sometimes you die, and you just have to be like, that's really funny. <laughs> right? Like I've, I've like, seen some
0: really hilarious videos where people are like escaping a boss battle, but then get attacked by like a bear.
2: Yes, exactly. That is <laughs> so, that is that is the Elden Ring experience. Or like I love it. And it's it's a game that's like hard enough um, that you kind of have to be like on all the time. Like you'll be like, oh, that guy is probably yeah. really easy for me to kill. But if you're just like not really paying attention, then like he can mess you up. So like it's right. it's a game that's like you you get used to dying, and sometimes you die, and you're just like, nah, all right, that was pretty good. That but was it's pretty such good. A, it's such a there. pretty
0: looking game. Like I'm such a sucker for those games that are just like beautiful. Like Breath of the Wild is so fun, just because I thought it was delightfully designed. Right. Yep.
2: And so I, uh, I bought a brand new computer right before Elden Ring came out, just
0: just to run this game.
2: <laughs> well, I had, I had needed one for a while because like uh, yeah, my computer was just like not up to snuff, and I couldn't play anything new. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna do. it. I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna buy the new computer, and the game is gorgeous. It's oh, it's yeah i so have a ps5 so, so i sh- i
0: need to get it just to maximize it because right now like i, I essentially had to buy a ps5 for the same reason because i i had like one of the original ps4s and it was every time i played it even like on older games it sounded like it was going to take off and fly away the amount of fan power that thing was shooting out so um yeah i that's that's a ringing endorsement i think i i think it's time i'm like maybe i should take a little time off work if I can and just play that game for a week, that
1: sounds really nice. Have you finished it in your 100 hours of playing? Oh
2: god, you- no! Oh, okay. no. <laughs> no, no, no. There's still so much. There's still so much to do. I um, I don't want this to sound mean,
1: but is that because you're bad at the game or because there's just I think that there's, much content it's, it's way
2: more than 100 hours
1: to? It's way.
2: It. It's way more than 100 hours. Like you know, I'm and I'm also taking my time. Yeah. Right. Like if I if I like tried to speed run it or something like that, it'd be very different. But I'm like I'm. I'm like, what is over there? Right. And yeah. like, oh, sometimes it's nothing. And like, sometimes it's nothing important, but I'm like spending the time to be like, well, I want to know what it is.
0: Uh, yeah. And I learned that yeah. there's like also like <laughs> there's super, there's a lot of in- intricacies like with like N- NPCs who you speak to. Like sometimes you have to talk to someone multiple times and or like over and over until they say something specific, then you go do something and then come back to them. Like there's little things like that where there's there's expansive guides online for this kind of thing. Basically, it's yeah. supporting the video game guide industrial complex, but something yeah. I'm not entirely opposed to.
2: I haven't done that so much and just kind of like explored it. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm certain that that means I've missed some things at like mm-hmm. at like certain times. Like I, there are like things that you know like once you advance to a certain point you can't do anymore yeah like it is like one of those games so it's like if you want to get the full experience like it's probably better to look at some of those but i'm just like out there just doing just whatever i do yeah.
1: yeah oh man i love I've got that. a buddy that um he loves these games like bloodborne um
3: yeah. everything
1: and I've, i'm I'm blanking on the name of the, the company Dark that Souls. makes it. Oh, it's, fra- it's From Software. From Software. He's yeah. their biggest fan. He loves all of them. Um, he has From Software tattooed on his arm. Pretty much, I yeah. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, he finished it. He's working on his new game Plus now. And nice. Yeah, he's stoked about it. He just keeps posting highlights of like boss battles and stuff to Instagram. <laughs> and that's, like- that's, what, that's what I should turn my social media into. <laughs> just highlights. <laughs> It definitely seems like a game that is very fun. But like you said earlier, it's it's the kind of game that I would find incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Just like all the from software games like I want. I want to I'm play. Sure I'll give it I, a shot one day, but I just love open world games like that. They're so fun.
0: They're like my yeah. favorite kind of of games. Like I like my favorite games that have come out are like, I honestly, like Grand Theft Auto five was one of my favorite games just but like seriously, just because the world is so fun to explore, not because I love doing crimes. If so I love doing crimes that much. Yeah, I wouldn't be on this podcast. This is a crime-free podcast.
2: If you love doing crimes that much, you would be Quincy Proms. Oh my dude! Okay, I was like looking at
0: Quincy Proms' Instagram, and he was like, "It's so funny because he he's like such a good a good soccer player." Like, I think I, I honestly I just love him. And speaking of FIFA, I used to like love using his cards in FIFA. Like, I think he's great. He has some like just insane highlights on his videos on his Instagram, but he. Has recently turned off comments and limited comments because he was recently. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was recently. <laughs> but this is following like him essentially getting moved to. Who, wait, who does he play for? Is he in Russia or is he in a he Ukraine? He plays for Spartak
1: Moscow. Moscow. Yeah. yeah, so he's yeah, in, he's in Russia, Russia,
0: I think. So, and his most recent post is him just looking at his phone. It says to blessed, too blessed to be okay it's confusing because he didn't use the right to but it's too blessed to be stressed which is kind of funny because this immediate, this preceded him coming out that he was involved in like a uh, massive cocaine trafficking scheme so first um,
2: it was actually an attempted murder charge of his cousin <laughs> right and then on top of that uh, looking into family dealings of large scale cocaine shipments being seized in uh, in Antwerp I think
0: yeah it's, it's amazing because he, he's a, he's a Dutch footballer. He plays in Moscow and he has this really cool photo in front of that. Like, uh, what's that crazy cathedral looking thing that just looks like a bunch of like ice cream cones in, in Russia. You know what I'm talking about? Like those. Oh,
1: um, I don't know what that to sound called. like an idiot, but I think I know what you're it's like what St. You're St. About. St. It's Petersburg the, or some, something. I don't know. It's one of those. I keep wanting to say red square and I know I'm pretty sure it's not that. I don't know, but
0: he also I love that he uh, has his own brand called Mask QP, which ostensibly stands for Quincy Promise. But he just apparently is just out here on Instagram promoting his uh, clothing company and just getting getting up to no good. But hope the best for him. Hopefully isn't hurting too many people, I guess.
2: Uh, Apparently a bad murderer and a bad uh, Drug importer. <laughs>
0: Great footballer, though. I, Great I think footballer. I think he's so fun to watch. I think he's just. He did post like the same like. There's like one of his goals that's been posted multiple times on his Instagram, and he only has like 20 posts, so that's kind of funny. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so Saint, shout Saint out to him. Basil's Cathedral. Saint Basil's is that, is that Saint it? Basil? Saint Basil's? Basil? I don't know, but uh, anyway. So yeah. Open world games where I where I sometimes do crime are fun, but mainly because the world is so fun. And I loved uh, like Red Dead Redemption 2. It was like I good one. I lost myself in that game. It was delightful. But anyway, Trevor, what have you been up to, man? It's been uh, it's been a uh, week since I saw Couple you. Of days? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um. Honestly, not much. I did um take a trip for work where, down oh, to Fairview. Right. Ooh. Our, uh, our state's capital. or No, wait. Um, that's just where the governor lives and drives from. <laughs> the capital, Salt Lake, which is very far away from Fairview. So that's a really silly decision by him, I guess. Um, but no, I, yeah, work took me down to Fairview. I ate at a little uh, cafe down there. And it's delightful.
2: To, while you're talking about Fairview, I have to do a shout out yeah. to my sister, Brooke, who always says, it's not a great view, but it's a fair view. <laughs> Brooke, that (laughs) one's for you. Shout out, Brooke. I love it. Um, But no, not like
1: there's not been a whole lot. I think last week I talked about going on like starting to go on hikes and stuff. And this weekend, like me and the kid were just not feeling it, like even a little bit. So this was probably our last like it's starting starting like we're on the precipice of it getting
0: warm where it's like there's, there's some extra motivation.
1: It's supposed to be like 60 degrees for most of this week. So not really any excuses anymore. Um, but no, really other than that, um, hold on. There was something I even thought Trevor. about it like an hour ago and I was like, I definitely want to bring this up. I don't remember what it was. Wow. Sorry, guys.
2: Was it about If it how, comes to me? I will tell you. Was it about how you're a sicko for drinking milk? No,
0: <laughs> it should be that again. We should, <laughs> we should do that on every, was that it? should be a segment as, yeah, as regular as social hours talking was about it? Trevor's a sicko.
2: Yeah, I just did. you you with a deep like introspective take of being like, you know what? I am a sicko for drinking that much milk.
1: Shame. Shame. Yeah. Um absolutely I, del-
3: uh I still think that.
1: that's totally normal to drink milk. Just like as a thing. Um I did run out of creamer for my coffee, so I'm drinking coffee black. Wow.
2: Man, I I cannot I could not be drinking coffee at this time of night. There's no way. That's what that's
1: That's what I'm saying. Kyle brings us up every single time.
2: Yeah, I can't do it. My mom said,
0: I want, uh, let's see, to to discuss Trevor on the milk. So she she texted me this the day after we recorded. I like to think he would have been one of my children that actually drank the milk from his bowl after he finished his cereal. I do that every time. Uh, very definitely not milk drinkers. Like that was, that was a struggle. Like there was a, there were like times off and on where my, where where my parents would very strongly encourage us to finish that milk, but it's like milk is already gross enough. And then there's, you got like, like, like soggy, like few pieces of cereal in there. It's just, it's, it's gag season in my opinion.
1: Dinner today was because I took an afternoon nap right yeah. after work that did not go well. You had a bowl of milk? <laughs> uh, no, I had a, I had like four <laughs> bowls of cereal. I think it was uh, shredded mini wheats, the strawberry ones. Okay, there's only one
0: cereal that I'll eat late at night, and it's chocolate checks. They're so good late at night. I with a little with a little almond milk and some chocolate checks. You kidding me, Trevor? So I just, good.
1: I've never had chocolate checks, but They're next so time good. I go to the store. Oh, by the way, which is going to be tonight. Don't let me forget. Oh, I—that's a a good shout. I'll go get some chocolate checks and we'll try it out. And we're really
0: good. We'll update you. I can't. I can't vouch for them with uh, with 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 cow's milk. Yeah, the devil's liquid, as it were. (laughs) I can't do that, but I can say that they're good with the milk that I drink. I'm sorry, the almond beverage that I drink because I don't. I don't think the milk lobby approves of almonds uh claiming any territory
1: in in milk but
2: well the milk um, lobby
1: is without getting too far in the weeds the milk lobby is like evil and i get that yeah so Um, is the um, sugar lobby i learned a lot about
0: them too like that's why on like anti-milk lobby for sure on like uh nutrition labels it'll say like the grant like there's something with sugar where it doesn't say the percent of daily value on it i can't remember what it is but anyway the, the sugar lobbies blamed blamed a lot of things on fats that should have probably been yes. blamed on sugar. Interestingly, so oh yeah, uh, there's a sugar-fat war in this country, and I'm here to mediate it. I'm here to solve the problems. But um, let's see what what have this I is, been up to? This
2: is a sugar podcast now.
0: This is a pro. Sh- I, wait, is it pro sugar?
2: Are we pro sugar? We can't think, be pro sugar. We're I think pro we're fat
0: at yeah, some point.
2: I, th- I think we're more anti-sugar than we're pro-sugar. I've had like an extremely
0: I've had an extreme amount of barbecue food recently, okay. and so like way more than i like i like i could I, I could probably go like a year without having barbecue and i like wouldn't think twice about it but like for some reason you're
1: eating barbecue restaurants barbecue
0: restaurants for some reason I have gone like friday let's yeah friday sunday i went to i went to r and r on Friday with some friends just because like it was just it sounded so good for some reason, and then went on sunday with my partner and her family and like like because they like have uh her, her mom was in town and so we needed a place to go to and that just like ended up being where they picked and so i went friday sunday and then today at lunch uh my work does like they bring in lunch on tuesdays and it was wallabies so i I just got like triple barbecue which is just way more red meat than i'm used to eating so i'm a, I'm a bit of a, a caveman diet i've been uh Cleaning my room and listening to Jordan Peterson. So, yeah,
2: Doc, Dr. Atkins is proud of you.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, I I've I've been doing them all very proud. So, I'm thinking about just uh, like doing what uh like is it Heidi Klum just eating like a raw like bison heart yeah. or whatever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saw that the other day. <laughs> that was horrifying. Didn't like that picture. But yeah, just so like I've been eating
1: down the street. Yeah,
0: what like was, it was a sandwich.
2: What the it was f- horrifying I did, I did not see this, and I'm very glad that it, I didn't. Yeah. I was gonna say that like my teenage vision of Heidi Klum is very, very uh crystal clear in my brain, and I'm never gonna ruin that. Yeah, that's yeah, don't if see if you, this. If you picture. want to
1: ruin it, if you're interested, there's an easy picture. Wait, but it, it was Heidi Klum, to, right? I it was some uh, <sighs> I was gonna get really mean just there. Uh it was some Hollywood star person like a heidi klum or like a gwyneth paltrow or somebody like that yeah it was
0: like one of those like kind of like eclectic
1: like uh wait, was it heidi klum why, why am i pulling up my phone to google this i've got a friggin' computer in front of me <laughs> unbelievable okay let's see hollywood celebrity dude but if you was just it put some
2: bison heart i think that that would probably do it was it? i don't even know if it's bison heart that's the other thing it was
0: like something like that oh geez um heidi pratt heidi montag oh heidi montag is who it was oh yeah that's very different sorry yeah that is very different that's way better that it's her instead of heidi klum yeah oh heidi my goodness heidi Slim, you're re- re- off the hook re-
1: really uncomfortable pictures yeah, That's right. It's like the weirdest part is a Ziploc bag. She's got just a giant it's like a gallon-sized Ziploc bag that she's just eating a raw bison heart
0: out of. Is that is that what it was? I just know it was like raw she was eating raw bison. <clears throat> God, that is so gross. Anyway, that photo is horrifying. Uh Oh there's she so looks, many photos. She looks to be unreal. really leaning into the I like she clearly knew paparazzi was like taking photos of her and she's yeah. like smiling as she's biting into this like raw
2: meat out of a Ziploc bag. It is it is it's bad. Uh, okay. That's worse than Trevor's sicko behavior. Yeah, no, it
0: absolutely is. Like that that's at least there's like off the hook. Some real, Yeah, okay. Now you just need to every time we talk about this, you just need to find some like actress or actor <laughs> who's like eating through like, some horrible. Yeah, just the worst thing okay. you can imagine. Anyway, so I haven't been doing that, but I have been going to barbecue restaurants at like a concerning rate at this point that I should probably dial back. Um and I plan and I plan to, quite honestly. So I did that. Um I did watch the RSL game, obviously, over the weekend. I uh i went to a movie with a buddy i saw all my friends hate me at the broadway center cinemas broadway center cinema which is the first time i had been there in like two years at least which is really depressing but it didn't didn't feel like it had been that long but i it it would have been like around sundance of 2020 i guess because that was in person so um that was pretty sad to think about because I love that. I'm, I'm glad it served like it survived because uh, it's a great theater. So, um, good movie. It's kind of like a horror movie about, uh, but it's like the horror is kind of like social anxiety, which is, it felt like I was looking in a mirror, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, that was because good. You are the worst person in the world. Cause I have a lot of social anxiety, Trevor. I didn't, oh, okay, I, the okay, movie's sorry. Called all my friends hate me. um,
1: Oh, you know what I did? You uh, thought I was talking about the movie "Worst uh, Worst Person in the World" or whatever. I googled Broadway Center Cinema to make sure I knew what you were talking about, and it is showing the worst person in the world. And for some reason, in my head, that's like the same sentiment almost.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I actually like. It's funny that you mentioned that because uh, when we got to the theater, like me, me and my friend, he went to the bathroom, and I bought our tickets, uh, and. I was, and I got up to the counter and he's like, yeah, so what movie you're seeing? I was like, I literally can't remember what it's called right now. I like was about to say you're the worst person or the worst person in the world, but I was like, it's not that. And then I was like, it's something like that. Anyway, so, um, great movie. Very, very much enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed being back at the Broadway. It was great. Um, yeah. So that was, that was great. Kyrie Irving notably would not be allowed to go there, but I had a great time seeing <laughs> seeing a movie um but unfortunately he he couldn't make it this time around but what else i've uh, almost done with the third season of Broadchurch. that's a great show very much enjoying that and the guy from doctor who in it uh that i learned that one time um Lieutenant? yeah him and uh, olivia coleman stellar as always interestingly there's a girl that's in Broadchurch season three who was in that movie uh all my friends hate me that I saw at the Broadway. And I uh she's in hang the DJ episode of uh of Black Mirror as well. She's great. Um, let's see. I think that's it. This upcoming weekend, Colin. I I I know, are you gonna be out of town for the RSL game this weekend?
2: I am out of town for the RSL game that's this weekend. Sad. I'm heading to uh, I have a friend's wedding this weekend in New Jersey. Uh, Oof. but then
0: but Joyzy, as it were.
2: Then I'm linking up with Sarah in New York City because the jazz will be playing two games in new york city and then we're taking the train down to boston um, and we'll hang out in boston for a couple of days and then i come home okay that's
0: that sounds like a okay that's pretty good
2: sarah uh is is sarah close to you currently she is yes sarah will be at the rsl game this weekend with my ticket (laughs) nice i love it yeah sarah uh you know, notably reports
0: on the team that is known as the Utah Jazz. The team that we know and love never lets us down.
2: Uh, no, the Jazz has never let us down. <laughs> it's been nothing but
0: good times with the Jazz lately, and I've been very much enjoying that. But um yeah, that's that's awesome. Have you have you spent much time in any of those places before?
2: Uh it's probably been about 15 years since I've been to New York City. Um close okay. to that. And um I was there for Five, five days or so. And that was pretty good. Love I was it. there staying with a friend. Um, and I've been to Boston one time. I went to a conference in Boston um, and stayed in the Harvard dorms. Um, really? And hung out around the Harvard area and MIT. So
0: That's cool. Yeah. I, lo- I I think I went to Boston for the first time in, I guess that was 2019, I think. I, Great city. Very much enjoyed it.
2: Uh, let's see. I think that would have been the 2014 World Cup. So I remember watching some 2014 World Cup games in really? Boston. Really?
0: Yeah, I, I just I've been I feel like I've been talking about the 2014 World Cup a lot recently. Recently, my mom texted me and she was asking questions about Josie Altidore, um, thinking that he might have played for RSL at one point. But I think she was just thinking of that 2014 World Cup squad, which Josie injured his hamstring in the first game. I think Wait, the first 10 minutes of the well, first it was, game, it, Clint Dempsey scored in the first like 30 seconds or whatever that was. And then Josie got injured minutes later. And we didn't bring like a backup nine
1: because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we had Jurgen Klinsmann who's an idiot why did why did we not have a backup
0: like at the time Terrence Boyd was kind of like the like might have been the answer but like we literally did not have a backup striker like Clint Dempsey was the closest and he's like a second straight he's like a false nine at best but
1: yeah that was that was when we didn't bring Landon Donovan as well
0: that's right and then so- Jurgen Klinsmann's son tweeted laughing about it yeah yeah oh, that man. was
1: that that world cup
0: great world cup i, I did, that was that was a that was a delightful time I had such a blast watching those games like there were so many fun like i i had such different experiences for each game that i watched like the first one was like at at a friend's house with it, it was well i was with a friend but i was with a bunch of people who i didn't really know but it was still such a blast and the second one was like at a big watch party like at what was formerly known as Energy Solutions Arena. And uh, then, like, the other ones were like outdoor watch parties. Great time. I, I miss that. I'm excited to watch the Qatar World Cup uh, in December and do outside watch parties. That'll be great for us.
2: Yeah. A, was, a Winter World Cup will be so fun.
1: <laughs> oh, it's going to be the best. Um, it was Aaron Johansson that we had. Uh, that came on for josie out if you remember that guy, yeah i do
0: remember when and he was then, supposed to sign with rsl i do remember that and the league did the league put a kibosh on
1: that i can't remember for my understanding i don't think this was ever like reported reported but my understanding was the league was basically just like no you guys can't do that you
0: guys can't sign aaron Johansson for some
1: reason because he's an
0: incredible talent that's going to be a generational talent that can't go to salt lake <laughs> so yeah he would have no, made think,
1: i think it was that um It was like a discovery rights or like an allocation order thing. I hate the allocation order and I hate discovery rights. It was something like that. Like he agreed to terms with the team and then the team was like, oh, we have to find a way to like roster manipulate our way to get to it. And then just never happened. Whatever happened to him? What's he up to? Oh, he turned really crap uh, really quick. Um, And then... Chris Wondolowski was the other number nine that we had. Let's see. Where is Aaron Johansson playing these days? He is at Valor, V-A-L-U-R, which is
0: for an hmm. ice. He's playing in the Icelandic league. Oh, of course he is. Remember when he was like, he okay, like no disrespect, but for his own benefit, he honestly probably should have stuck with Iceland because uh, like a really fun team to be on during those those years that he could have been playing for them.
2: Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was that was a good Iceland team. That's yeah. right.
0: That Euro's went, run was incredible.
1: He went to Werder Bremen. Werder yeah. Bremen. Werder. And then went to Werder Bremen 2 for a couple of games. I think that was because he got injured for a long time. Yeah. And then Sweden. Then a year in Poland and then now Iceland. Yeah. He's he made zero appearances. <laughs> Poor guy. I I don't know like when he signed or what so maybe he just like they haven't played any games. Yeah. I just wonder. So he was born to Icelandic parents who were students in Mobile,
0: Alabama, Alabama, Al- Al- Abilama, Alabama, yep. Abilama. one of those. Um, He moved to Iceland with his family at the age of three. I mean, it is very interesting. He like, he went to the IMG Academy, which is a famous like basketball school uh in Florida. But I think I think they're like primarily known, known for basketball. But
1: well, they do. So did well for several years they were pretty much the only like reputable soccer academy until all the MLS teams started building theirs yeah like michael bradley and landon donovan and a bunch of those guys from like that era also went through the uh, the IMG academy totally yeah they're
0: uh wait i guess IMG academy has wait are they i guess they're all primarily in in florida but like um yeah, they had a bunch of like uh NBA guys go there at one yeah. point, but anyway, so shout out to Aaron Johansson. Sorry you couldn't come to RSL and whatever, but we got Bobby Wood, so uh you know, the next best thing, I guess.
1: We definitely still have US national team player that can disappoint us. Hey man, he's been he's
0: he's the He's, and I quote from Matt Doyle, the best domestic number oh nine right God. now. Sorry, we can talk about that in a few minutes. But anyway, <laughs>
1: let's get into the news and rumors. He's uh, laughing at Colin's face right now. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Not like his, re- I mean, he made a funny face. I, I Yeah, I, I get it wasn't you. wasn't his regular face. Yeah, I mean
0: that's certainly opinion and opinion that some people have and Colin's reaction may or may not be appropriate, but I guess we'll discuss soon. Um, yeah. So, uh, news and rumors, what's going on. Uh, Matt dug up a rumor today that appeared to indicate that, uh, Jefferson Savarino could maybe be signed by, uh, Portland, I guess that they are targeting him, I suppose. um, it's from just a random Twitter source. Don't know if that's true. I still really, really hope that he comes back. In fact, I think we discussed that he's the only RSL player that we would really be happy to see come back. Um, so I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, in other news, uh, Gustavo Cuellar is still... Playing for Al halal in uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, still doing super well, and uh, Demir Krylock is still liking his posts on Instagram, so there's still hope. So it's not over. Yeah, Demir yeah. might be injured and he might not be able to play, but he can play on the battlefield of of player negotiations, and so this
2: uh, is this is why Demir is an all time great. This is that's that's absolutely right. <laughs> I he, didn't I, I didn't see Albert out there recruiting guys actively through Instagram, and this is why. He is King Dami and we never refer to him as King Albert.
0: Yeah, (laughs) or yeah, exactly. And uh, somebody has to at least infiltrate the like hordes of incredibly passionate Al Halal fans who never miss an opportunity to flood uh, Koyar's Instagram with like a bazillion blue hearts. So as long as Demir Kralak is slicing through that wave, um, I'm glad someone is but uh and then finally uh Sa- Salcedo uh haven't heard much since he uh proclaimed his desperation to come back <laughs> come back to Real Salt Lake um he didn't make the bench for uh his team immediately after all of that happened and was left out of the 18 not sure if it's related but that was kind of interesting uh yeah haven't heard anything about any of those guys but hopefully doesn't we signed somewhere.
1: Play, no, Pumas plays tomorrow.
0: I thought they played today, but yeah, I think they do play tomorrow because uh, Champions League is still is yeah. still afoot.
1: Pumas um, is playing tomorrow against New England, and they're probably going to lose to New England. To be honest. Oh wait! Whoa! 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 Whoa!
0: Whoa! Who advanced between New York and Communic? Okay, the uh, Comunicaciones FC and oh, wow. New York City FC finished four two today. That meant it was aggregate five five, but I guess. Was the game in New York? Like, why
1: did. How did New York I don't advance? A, it usually. Fop Mob usually has like a star next to their name and tells you, and it doesn't. Uh, wow. New York
0: City FC advanced, but I don't understand how because it was 5 5 on aggregate. So, the away ha- No. No, it can't
2: be. I haven't followed it very closely, but like, that's like. F- like four of five, five of five MLS teams that have knocked out yeah. Mexican teams, right? Yeah. Like- oh, wait, that's
0: uh, that it would have been away goals because New York City FC would have scored three away goals and at home to Communicaciones, uh, one goal.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. And I did they, the math backwards. Sir. So You're they're right. actually
0: Guatemalan, but yeah, MLS teams are knocking out uh, Mexican teams as well. Yeah, that's crazy. So Finished 5-5, five, five, but they scored... Wow, that's that's pretty nuts that they got away with that. So, uh, that they gave up four goals today? That's crazy. Um. Anyway, so... Like all
1: in the second half, too. Wait, no, that means
0: What's they scored problem? two away goals. Yeah, yeah two con- to one. So... Wait, no, sorry. Yeah, they scored two away goals today, and that would have been one away goal for... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's... No, okay. Is UEFA? Uh, I don't think UEFA is doing um, away goals anymore. Is that correct? Correct.
2: Yeah, the Champions League right now does not have away goals, which
0: is pretty wild in and of itself. But Manchester United's out, so we're all happy regardless.
2: Yes, um, Every, everyone is happy about that for sure. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, poor poor United fans. Bless their hearts.
2: So I mean, just imagine a European night at Old Trafford. Watching your team lose 1 0.
0: <laughs> Simeone Masterclass, honestly, um, just really parked the bus, sealed the deal.
2: See, the difference between Liverpool and Manchester United is that Liverpool can lose 1 0 at home and still advance. So, that's exactly right. Um, yeah. So, next up on the agenda, a new
0: segment that we're doing called RSL's Healthy Haven, where we measure the health of the players on this (laughs) roster is this
2: this the inaugural am i here for the inaugural healthy haven
0: i needed an alliteration and i didn't know what else to put so healthy (laughs) haven is the the working name the working title right now and unfortunately rsl currently have some injuries still that are that are lingering and some that are kind of interesting uh, especially when you think about how they fit back into uh the team when they're back but Demir is still injured and we're not quite sure uh, when he's going to be back. It's kind of he was I think he was questionable for the game against the Revs. Uh Didn't play. Um, sounds like they're not trying to rush him back. It was interesting that he did play against Houston because now it seems like the injury might be a bit more serious. And uh, yeah, pa-
2: Pablo today made it like he was like he hasn't even been training with the team yet. Yeah. So it's a. He's not. He's not on track to be back for this weekend if he hasn't even trained with the team at all yet. I would think.
0: No. Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. Which is a bummer. But.
2: Um, does yeah. he? Just quick question f- for this formation: Does Dami just slip into Scott Caldwell's oh, yeah. role? Like, where where That's does Dami actually fit in on this?
0: That's the thing. So, I'm going to add that to the document. Hold on, Trevor. Don't say anything. Don't not, you dare okay. answer that
1: question. I don't have to answer it.
0: 343. That's on the dock. Matt would be proud of me right now for shutting down conversation in order to put something on the dock that we can later get to. (laughs) Um, Aaron Herrera is still injured. Uh, Don't know when he'll be back, assuming that he will play the Andrew Brody role when he is back instead of a center back role, which I would very much prefer to see. Um, So, yeah, Aaron Herrera is still injured. David Ochoa posted something from uh, Ventura the other day, which. Uh, or Oxnard, I guess, and I can only assume that he's uh, decently injured, which is too bad. So, Sarah uh, Collins, dear partner, is probably gutted about this. I am too, but um, you know, his must- it, its its unfortunate that we haven't that we haven't really seen the power of the mustache in full uh, regular season form, um, because it's a good mustache, quite honestly, and I think it would do great things for this team.
2: Yeah. I would like to, you know, of course, give a shout out to my good friend, David Ochoa, uh, who came <laughs> through big for me personally. Um, and I would like to say, get well soon, David. We miss you. You are the best player in MLS. <laughs> there I don't
0: we know go. if you heard Sarah in
2: the background there, but she said, that's my son. That's and right. He really is. What, what Sarah imagines David Ochoa saying to her all the time is looking up at her sweetly and saying, Papa? <laughs> Which is a very odd thing. Uh, I can't get into the psychology of that. But the the number one thing Sarah Todd would like most is for David Ochoa to call her Papa. <laughs> papa, is that
3: you? Yeah, it's, it's me. me You're
0: Papa. <laughs> I, wish, I wish we could put video on this podcast so I could share what just took place, but... It's amazing. Yeah. Um, we hope to see him back soon. Don't know when that will be. Rubio Rubin is another one that I'm just kind of not sure about. Uh, uh, we haven't really received timelines for any of these guys other than kind of just vague gestures to when they might be joining back, but nothing really concrete. So, Yeah.
1: Shout um, out Tom Hackett, who his interpretation was that uh, Herrera and Crylock are close, okay. but Ochoa is still a few weeks away at least. Good.
0: I guess. Well, good for the first two, not good for Ochoa. I, um, I, I, Zach McMath put in an incredible shift against, uh, Seattle. Uh, might have used up a lot of his power because he, there were some shaky moments against the Revs, but, uh, still thankful for his service because there was a chance Zach McMath was injured and going to be out for that game too. So,
1: Oh yeah, he was listed um, as
0: questionable, wasn't he? He was, yeah. And then finally, Marcelo Silva, uh, cheeky, told us today that uh, Marcelo Silva. I think they were recording the LRSL show, uh, the Spanish RSL podcast um, with Marcelo, and he, Marcelo told them today that he couldn't finish training the either today or recently due to his big nail having blood under his toe, and it hurt really bad. So. He helps he can feel better by Friday, which when you, if you've played soccer and you start having like nail things with your feet, it's, it's so bad. It hurts. It's, it's very bad pain. Um, yeah. So yeah.
2: Happens when you stop that's that's like the worst feeling in the world like you stop sprinting and you're and like you going into the front goes, of your shoe yeah oh. your foot kind of slams into the front of your shoe and ooh, if your nails aren't good at that time it's very very painful
0: yeah i remember there were like some years there where i had that in the summer and then like was like trying to recover and then ended up like from like snowboarding and like snowboarding boots making like things way worse and like losing toenails oh man i'm glad i that's definitely the one thing holding me back from being a pro athlete. So, uh, I'm, you know, it's really too bad, but I am glad that I don't have to deal with that problem anymore and I just have healthy nails. But man, what a, what a player I could have been, you know. You know Trevor? Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Everyone could vouch. Um yeah, so RSL against New York, uh New York, the New York Revolution, the New England <laughs> Revolution, the Boston Revolution, the Foxborough Revolution. We played there uh, on Saturday. We, it was a it was a late afternoon, early evening game, five thirty our time. And the second I turned it on, I had no idea what the weather was going to be. And I turned it on, and I was like, "Oh, we're in. We're absolutely in for it again." And within like like it was like snowing, and then within like fifth, the first fifteen minutes of the game, it was like a whiteout, like completely. And RSL was wearing an all white kits for some reason um and it was incredibly difficult to see what was going on and they had the orange ball out though and then for like the entirety of the game the field was just like uh covered in in snow so um yeah, yeah
2: it looked really unpleasant like especially on the artificial turf like yes, that's imagine, the other thing i cannot imagine what that must be like when it's like that cold and and like wet and starting to freeze like that sounds that sounds like it would be so miserable
0: I know. I haven't played on artificial. I've played on like snow like and snow conditions before, but never on artificial turf. And I can only assume it's even like that much like harder, like the ground. Like it must have felt like they were like just playing on like snowy concrete or something. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't, I mean, Carlos Gill, uh, heel, however you heel. say his name, heel. heel. Like, yeah. Heel, um, <laughs> his post game con- press conference was like, I mean, regardless of the result, like obviously he was mad because they lost and he was mad that the way that they lost. So he was just going to be mad regardless. But like, he wasn't wrong about anything that he said. If you hadn't seen it, basically he's going off about how it's impossible to talk to people. It's impossible to pass the ball. It's impossible to receive it. It's impossible to shoot. Just talking about all the like core things that snow on our make impossible yeah saying
0: like this isn't football like this is like like this is an affront to god It, it sounded very similar to like if people remember uh the uh world cup qualifier leading up to the 2014 world cup in which united states played costa rica in denver in like uh the same conditions um but at dick's sporting goods park or whatever And, uh, yeah, the Costa Ricans were very much not stoked about the game continuing to be played. So yeah, the game that like this game against the revs, miserable conditions, the entire game. And not only was like it snowing and like the field really cold and completely covered with snow, the wind was also extremely gnarly. Um, even at one point, like, uh, just a ball that's sitting on the ground just started blowing away which is uh, some controversy for, oh, like, for, like for several spins. times that happened. Yeah. So uh, RSL lined up in what is now becoming the preferred 3-4-3 formation, um, which was the exact same lineup we saw against uh, Seattle, which um, worked really well, actually, uh, against Seattle. I'm, I'm having a hard time knowing how well things worked against the revs, because it's seriously like to Carlos heels point, it was like, just, it was bad. Like it was like, it's, you can't, you can't really play the game you want to play when the conditions are this bad. Um,
2: no, and I mean, the way you looked at the way guys ran and it kind of looked like, like they were playing on ice, right? Like they had to take like two or three extra steps to like stop their sprints and like stuff like that. Like, Just even like even just simply sprinting on that surface did not look comfortable or easy. Like, Yeah, it
0: was it was it was really tough. And um, so RSL had a couple like half chances through the first half. uh, But toward the end of the first half, like probably within a minute of halftime, what's his face, Uh, Boateng the just RSL killer. I think he's got like a career of like 12 MLS goals and like five of them are against RSL. I think, yeah. and I think that's
2: six actually. Six. And I
0: think yeah. that's spread among at least three teams. I can think of Columbus. Is it Columbus? Columbus, LA, LAFC. And now the is uh,
1: galaxy, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh,
0: galaxy. No, is it Elliot? Did he play for, yeah. not, yeah. not,
2: LAFC? He
1: play for LAFC
0: as well? I, I For Boateng. sure. The galaxy, that one I do know. Emmanuel Boateng. It was, uh, Oh, it, sorry. It, yeah, so it was, it was Galaxy. definitely Galaxy. He didn't play for LAFC. It was Galaxy, and then he was briefly on DC United, and then Columbus Crew. But maybe most of his goals against RSL came from the Galaxy because he yeah, didn't even
1: because he didn't score with DC or, yeah, Columbus. or
0: Columbus. So he just like when he played for the Galaxy, Emmanuel Boateng just like had our number. Um, so yeah, not many goals in MLS. Big. Chunk of those came against RSL. And it was just, unfortunately, came from like a corner where he took the corner, the ball gets back to him, he crosses it, uh, and then eventually the the ball ends up at his feet yet again, and he just like nutmegs McMath, which um, this was a point of conflict. And I think we should probably talk about Shovelgate because, uh, you know, <laughs> if people were watching the broad- the broadcast, you could have seen... The people managing or clearing the field the best to the best of their abilities, some might say, uh, were, with shovels were only doing, they only cleared out the six-yard box for the New England Revolution Keepers box. They did not provide the same luxury to Zach McMath at any point during the first half when the ball was on the other side of the field. This became notable when uh, we got scored on and the ball kind of like skipped weirdly off the snow. I, they probably still would have scored, but. It's something that we can hold on to as being uh, fodder against some of the later uh, New England complaints. I, I suppose. Yeah.
2: yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I think McMath has got to do better there. I, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> like, like, I, the shot was was virtually right at him, and then it's hard from that distance, like, to to make a good save. But yeah, there was like,
0: you know, that like I, thing I just, that keepers I, get really good at, where. When they to prevent getting nutmegged, they're really good at like moving one of their knees down between their legs. Like that's kind of what you'd hope to see there. But uh yeah, I mean, I also just felt like we lost Jerome Boat or Emmanuel Boateng not Jerome, Emmanuel Boatang like too many times on just that one corner kick. Like the fact that the ball got back to him two different times on the same corner kick was just really frustrating to me. But
1: yeah, that's that's the part. I mean, McMath is not free of blame, but that's the part that like that's why the goal was scored. Yeah. Right? yeah.
2: Yes, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it just was
0: like th- those things that happen, like we just have struggled with that off and on. Well, mainly on <laughs> throughout like the last couple of years is where we do this zonal marking, which I we've been better at, I think, under Pablo. But at the same time, like we just kind of like get lost sometimes in our own box. And it's, uh, you just never want to see a corner goals giving up, giving up like that. Um, but so we went into halftime, uh, down one zero, which was a bummer. And it should be noted that similar to, uh, uh, Seattle Sounders in the, the week before the new, the new England revolution were on pretty heavy rotation due to focus on the champions league. So they, they didn't start players like who subbed in early in the fir- in the second half. Um, Josie Altidore, Sebastian Leggett and Carlos heel all came in off the bench, uh, which resulted in like an immediate goal for them. Uh, their number nine, I can't remember his name. Uh, like Busca? A, yeah, Boos Booska. I think he's, is he like Croatian or something? I don't know. He's Polish. That sounds exactly
1: right. Adam. Oh my God. Now that you mention that. I well, think he's Polish. Let's say he's Polish until we find out that he's not.
0: Let's say he's Polish, or I could tell you that he
1: is Adam Polish up, for sure. Polish
0: and he's their number pack. nine. Yep. Yeah, he's one of their DPS. Um, uh, they have Gustavo Boo, they have Adam Buska, and they have Carlos Heal. All three DPS must be nice, I guess. Uh, to have th- those are three really good DPS. Also, well, I don't know about Buska much. Buxa? Buxa, Are we saying his, we're probably saying his name wrong? Buxa.
1: It's B U K S A, but it's yeah. also I don't I mean, I don't want this to sound mean, but it's Polish and Polish has some goofy rules about pronouncing letters. Yeah, he, he's he so has uh like until yeah, we know
0: for sure. He scored a bunch of goals for them. They they just have those are three really solid DPs. Um anyway, so uh those three guys came on Carlos Heel, Josie Altador, uh, and Sebastian lejet Uh Buxa ends up like setting up Josie Altador for a header inside the box with his own. It was like a head-to-head goal, which I was just like, okay, that that really sucks because now RSL is down 2-0 and yeah. Um the, that
2: yeah. that goal happened though. Uh Miram had the ball uh on the <laughs> wing out there and tried yeah. to tried to do one move too many and lost the ball that led directly to the cross. Like yeah. well, one or two if not even like directly from that play. So yeah. I, when I watched that play, I was like, Justin, you cannot be losing the ball there. Like yeah. it's snowy or like whatever, but that is a place you cannot be losing the ball.
1: Yeah, but he... I mean, how many times do we say that to Justin <laughs> every single game? I know. Like that, Yes. There's places that. where
2: he loses the ball and it's like, okay, like we
1: get it, but also don't be that dumb. But then, yeah, there's several times a game where it's like, you can't
0: do that. You, like, you know the time where we, we try to be like, Like that thing that we do sometimes where we end up passing, like we've advanced the ball pretty far, far forward. We end up deciding it's time to reverse and we end up passing it back to McMath just for him to like clear the ball, just kind of back exactly where it came from, kind of just without reason. Sometimes you just really got to do that and just clear the ball. (laughs) If you're in a position like that, sometimes, especially with those conditions, like you just can't be relying on yourself. Um, that strongly, but anyway, that, that that goal came in the the sixty second minute, and at that point, I was like, "Okay, I feel like it's time to maybe like accept that we're going to lose this game." I really wanted to get at least a point out of this, and uh, it it didn't look like it was going to happen. So, yeah, um, I I, yeah.
2: I will admit, I will go fully admit that I was like, "Oh, these boys are done."
0: Yeah, 100 percent. Like this, this it was literally like minutes, like within a couple minutes of them subbing in those three attacking players that they immediately just scored. And I was like, okay, so this is what happens when they've got like the, the real guys in there. Um, but to RSL's credit, they absolutely like just did not give up on this game. So, um, it, it was a little while until, uh, our first goal ended up coming, but it was, it was, is that the 78th minute? Yeah. Cordova. <laughs> so, Nick I mean- Matt has this, this has this drop kick from his own box and he, uh the ball bounces like up bounces off of like a revs defender like very nicely um to bobby wood like nearly i think he's inside the box he's taken down which looked like a foul that time usually i'm yeah. not thinking bobby wood bobby wood falls over easily too easily sometimes um, but that one actually looked like a penalty, and then the ball just goes right to Sergio Cordova, and he he like super easily scores his first goal for RSL, which is. Hey, very I'll nice. give
2: him a little bit of. I'll give him a little bit of a credit. Took a little stutter step. That yeah, like, it was good. Faked like like out the dro- keeper very nicely. The keeper, and then took a step, and it was a calm finish. Like yeah, it's it's a finish that I would have blown. So good for Sergio <laughs> yeah. Cordova. I would have I would have totally that up. Uh, sorry, I probably I probably shouldn't use the square. I forgot.
1: It's okay. We'll mark the time and tell Matt to put a beep there. Yeah, or we'll just have to mark it explicit. Who knows?
2: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> fine. Sorry, sorry, Matt, for some work for you. Uh, I, I would have totally. I would have totally blown that. Fifty three thirty five.
0: Um. Anyway, yeah. No, same. I, it was very calm, and I, you love to see that because, uh, yeah, he. So Cordova got really close to scoring against Seattle. Um, like maybe should have scored, but uh, love to see love to see him get his first one. So it was in the 78th, and I'm like, okay, two one. No one in RSL is looking like. I mean, Cordova grabs the ball and like we're getting play going again. But I was like, yeah, there's. I mean, come on. So I then mean, the yeah. one
2: thing I do want to say about Cordova is that you know, unfortunately, uh, Chang went out with the concussion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. early on. Uh very early on, very unfortunate. Uh, I felt really bad for him. Um but besides the goal, I didn't think Cordova was particularly effective. Which is a yeah. funny thing to which is a funny thing to say. Like yeah. bes, you know, like no, besides, it, was a, besides it was a really tough game. that changed besides the moment that changed like the whole game for RSL. Yeah. Um I, I didn't it, he did not seem to be super productive to me before that. And uh,
1: no, no, if he yeah if he well, let me start here. The first two games that he played, um, that he subbed in, or the, whatever minutes we've seen of him this year, he doesn't look like really a, a contributor um he he's not really moving around you don't really see a whole lot of hustle and effort out of him i, which I don't know is, if i agree but i like I, and that's, I, and that's my read on like a grand total of like 60 minutes of play yeah so it's probably so, unfair to like label him as that but if he's the kind of player that can be in the right spot at the right time and score the goal that we need like it's like zlatan when he was with la like it yeah. doesn't matter what else you do if you're doing your job and scoring goals like the rest of the team will figure it out.
0: Yeah, I think so. It, it's difficult because two of our three games have come in like wide out conditions, Quite awful conditions. And C- yeah. Cordova, like uh, all the minutes he's played have been first game was a sub after I, I don't know how many minutes against Houston in which it we was, looked was, really
2: poor. Yeah, it was. He played maybe 25 minutes against Houston. If I something yeah. around that 30, 30, Honestly, 30 minutes, 25 it, minutes.
0: And what's concerning to me about that is that we were playing in a formation with Demir Krylock. So we weren't playing in a three, four, three against Houston dynamo uh, in, which is a formation. Like we were playing the three, five, two, one Uh we were playing in the one that has Demir kind of as like a second striker, but like as, kind of as a 10, it's really weird. Um, so we were playing w- with him there and, by the time uh cordova came in it just like like our it was a bad game in general and like yeah. i didn't feel like i i i don't know that i was just unhappy with our play that that game seattle was weird because uh we played well for for big stretches the second half was really difficult to measure because of how bad the conditions were and that's when cordova came on and he had a lot of good moments like th- he had this moment where like he on a like a first touch header where he set himself like played himself into space from like a header that he had, which was just great to see. And then when he almost scored against Seattle, uh, I would like to see him finish that, but like, I like a lot of hustle there. And he's very fast. So I was, I was, I was uh, pleased by that. But again, with that game and this game, the conditions were so bad that I'm just like Cordova also took a huge hit to his face early on. Like the ball hit him directly in the nose and he was bleeding out of his face too. And I'm just like, and he was getting, hit pretty hard. The conditions were just brutal. And I just, I just like felt bad. So like, I'm like, I really want, I don't know if Chang's going to be out Uh, long-term. Concussions are really difficult to deal with in sports. And you can, it can sometimes be a game. Sometimes it can be a long time. So, and Chang's looked, looked really nice, but I, I'm hoping we can see if in, in in the unfortunate case in which Chang is out longer, I'd like to see Cordova more because um, I think I want to see him in like nice, like good conditions um, but yeah, I, uh, I was, you know, so he, he, puts that, he puts that finish away, which was great. And then, uh, secondly, like uh, I was probably 10 minutes later, right? Yeah. It was exactly 10 minutes later. We have this free kick, uh, from a dead ball situation in which, uh, which Pablo Ruiz takes. And I, from Ruiz, I, he honestly, like I saw people really praising his performance that game. He had some nice tackles, but some of his passing that game was just Atrocious, and again, the conditions were so bad. But I just really want to see more from Pablo Ruiz if he's going to continue to be a starter. Which, this is
2: this is yeah. like this is always the greatest enigma in soccer, in which like Pablo Ruiz, I I would agree, in, in many aspects played a poor game, but RSL doesn't win that game without yes. Pablo Ruiz making some actual like stellar plays 100 it's so it's, the, so, it's the, so wild the free kick in fantastic but his like his like control of the ball slight dummy of the new england revs player and turn to the put the ball out out wide to take schmidt on the third goal yes, dude was uh just a grade i know a pass it and was he, so
0: good it was similar with seattle too where he i didn't feel like he had a good game at all but like he what led to our goal was him winning the ball back in an incredibly dangerous position and playing like a really nice pass that started like the chang Miram, Bobby Wood in like interplay thing. Like yeah. he's he like will have he'll do like so many bad things throughout a game but then he'll make like these crucial plays. And so the first one uh is this like this dead ball situation where he's taking this free kick from like 40 yards away from goal and he just plays like a delightful <laughs> Like just, and again, so like I, I mentioned like the controversy, the wind slightly picks up the ball a little bit and it's moving slightly as the ball, as he takes the, the, the free kick and he just, it just drops perfectly between exactly where you want it. Like, but right outside the six, uh, between that and the penalty spot and Justin glad <laughs> shout out to the the gladiators on TikTok, Uh, me being one of them, Justin <laughs> gladiators. We, we love him. Uh, Justin, like, <laughs> uh, Volley's home, like it really just has to get a foot on the ball. And, like, with the conditions and everything, it's just like that's all you really need to do. And it was great. So, Justin scores and ties it up in the 88th, which was just, I was just blown away. I was like, this is so sick. We just tied the, like, we're going to get a point at revs in these conditions. This is, this is awesome. And then, as Colin mentioned, like, Pablo Ruiz sets, like, starts this, like, brilliant play where, um, in the 93rd minute, uh, he plays Tate Schmidt, who, like, does this just incredible pass to uh, Jasper who, uh who is definitely an RSL player who is on this roster and <laughs> plays for this team. Uh, uh, for
2: for historically very long time, he's been a yeah. part of this roster.
0: It was definitely yeah. always part of the plan to be on this roster, too. It wasn't something that we just kind of put together like last, the last second. Yeah, so he they have this like great little one, two where Chang ends up or uh, where Tate at Tate Schmidt ends up being able to hit a right footed curling shot <laughs> from the corner of the 18. And I, I don't know if you got like the, on the broadcast, it obviously looked really great on the broadcast. It was uh, hard to see, but um, RSL posted their game remix videos, which I love those game remix videos. They're fantastic. And they had like a bunch of different angles of that shot and it was so good. Like that is, it was just a, like just a curling finesse shot into the back post and the revs commentators called him Taylor Schmidt they had no idea what was going on they're like this is unbelievable uh Donnie was losing his mind calling him taters over and over again so taters ended up pulling it out for us uh and RSL wins 3-2 at New England in like I, yeah
2: the credit you have to give give him for how quickly he got that shot away dude it's so dude, good dude, it, it was so- Perfect. Like, like it's not hyperbolic to say like that. the The speed in which, like the timing, the timing of the window that he had to take that shot was so small that it was like Salah esque. Right? Dude, like, it,
0: it was it was straight up Muhammad Salah. It was
2: so. It was like. Yeah.
1: Of course, you guys go straight to him. It had to <laughs> be. It had
2: to be. <laughs> but, like, especially, like, because you've seen that guy score so many goals from that kind of position. Like, well, no, was, and the, like, and yeah. so the timing was. You're so absolutely small. right. Yeah. I just,
1: I laughed that you guys go to him. In my head, it was either Steven El Shrawi <laughs> or Lorenzo Insigne. Like, they, yeah, I was going to say, this guy scored gonna... the same goal. Like, they made a career out of scoring that goal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair enough, Syria A so- guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, come no, on. Salab played it's, there for it. a while yeah I know you're 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 right like those types of players that can like cut inside like that like it was so perfect and I uh could not believe that we saw that out of taters of all people like I I like he's been he's been a fine player like don't get me wrong I like I don't have I don't have like big complaints about him but he's he's a he's a left-footed player that like was a striker at one point but then like is now like our de facto left mid back thing and
1: uh Just really clinical. and He's the classic case of like, played forward in college, played forward as a kid, and was really good. Yeah. But then got, as you move up the levels, you're just not as clinical a finisher as the rest of the guys. So you just move back into defense and you learn that position. And that's what he did in USL. And now he's basically doing it for us. And it's It's awesome. It's working. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I got to give him credit. I mean, I think with the new formation, his success back there and his like ability to also cover the back line has been so important in like ourselves defensive improvement this season. Yeah, And so I, I mean, I have to give him, you know, huge props uh, for the way that he's been playing for a guy who like probably when training camp started, was not really expected to even play on this roster. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody,
1: I mean, us, especially nobody was like excited about the signing when it was announced um, at the beginning of the off season that we're bringing him back. Everybody was like, okay, but why? Yeah. And like if this is why, like, that's a good enough reason for me. Hope he can keep it up for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. And it, it like that 3-4-3 three, three makes <laughs> such a difference when we have when we have these players like Andrew Brody and Tate Schmidt, these like guys who are like like wingers, but they're sort of not, but they've also played like left and right back or whatever. And we actually have three center backs playing and Justin Glad's in the middle of these center backs. I've been very very impressed with like our uh even though we gave up two goals in this game like like up until this point i the 3-4-3 where we have these three center backs and then 2 traditionalish like fullbacks but like are comfortable playing in more advanced roles um it like works really well so that's which is which brings me to like a question that i have and one that i'm concerned about is and, it, and it, from what it sounded like i think I think it was Lu or wait, it was either Alex or Lucas. Somebody asked, I, th- I think it was Alex actually might've asked um, Pablo after the game about Demir fitting into the three, four, three. Yeah. And Alex, from what he said, it sounded like Pablo just essentially said he doesn't, um, which is, <laughs> which is a- true. It is yes. true. And it, there's, it's concerning for a couple of reasons. Uh, one being like, I saw what we looked like against Houston and it was bad. And I, I'm very concerned about that. And then the second reason being, uh, you know, like when Demir is like, we need Demir in this lineup. And the, the, when I say the second reason being like concerning, I like Pablo's answer to that is concerning to me because when we brought Demir to this club, like he was ostensibly playing in the Scott Caldwell or Pablo Ruiz role. Right. But we've, I mean, and we have played him there maybe fewer than five times maybe a maximum
1: of three or four times well i mean we, we brought him over and that was kind of the role that that's what was sold to us was that's the role that he plays and like i honestly think we're over even considering the fact considering him that player because he you're right he doesn't play that position for us he has not yeah. when he does play that position he is unsuccessful so yeah i don't think looking at this three four three Pablo is right. He doesn't fit in. You can't swap him for a Caldwell or a Ruiz because he doesn't. He's not as good as the at that position as those two guys are. Yeah. So you have to put yeah. him in a more advanced midfield role, which requires which, a ten, which we aren't which requires playing a 10, with, which this formation doesn't have. And so and he's either like point this? striker, yeah. yeah, which he also isn't the best at. So yeah. and I I don't remember if it was that question or another question that somebody else asked, but Pablo did mention basically that he ultimately wants to play with the four man back line but because of the personnel because you don't have um the players that you want right now you don't have Herrera you don't have Crylock this is kind of what we've got is a 3-4-3 and it's working and it's not bad but i think his ultimate goal is to play with the four man back line and that creates more room in the midfield for a Crylock and Herrera can slide in very easily on the yeah. right so i think that makes a lot of sense but also Pablo doesn't – I mean, I'm going to say he doesn't know what he's talking about, but that's not what I mean. He says these things about the formation – over and over constantly and we make all these changes and he does all these adjustments but it's never like what he says in the yeah, post game it, or, in the, or anything yeah exactly he so he said there's a game, reason to do something and then it yeah is something else or you know, like exactly
0: no so like the, really that, trust pablo it's that but thing but that that, that right. Matt brings up or that but he brings up pretty regularly where pablo said we're playing this formation because of Aaron Herrera like the either having him or not having him. I, I can't can't remember which one it yeah. was and so Pablo postgame says ideally we'd be playing in a four two three one but as you're saying Trevor it's like really ide- ideally at this point like we've seen the success of like these different formations that we're playing in a certain way and I think that when we're playing with the back line that we have now with those types of left and right midfielders where one of them isn't Chang I think it's it's important that our left mid in this 3-4-3 three, three is not Michael Chang
1: or Justin Miram
0: because we need yeah, a player well, that has defensive capabilities.
1: That's that's exactly what makes this version of the three-man the three man back line formation, the 3-4-3, three, three, way different from the 3-5-2 exactly. we've seen in the past is we have guys that can defend, and they're not really defending. They're just playing midfield positions. But yeah. because they can defend, they can drop back, they can contribute, but they're not – focused on getting forward and getting the ball into the box so they're constantly out of position yeah and they're not chang and Miram, who don't know how to defend exactly these and just do know how to defend and even though that's not like their main job it's part of their job yeah and their positioning is it. way better yeah, yeah
0: and a hundred percent exactly and like so, so like when i think about like the in these three four three it's important like bobby woods playing centrally and then to his left and his right he has Justin Miram and, and michael chang and that interplay is really nice. So like when we think about like in order for us to play a 3-4-3 three, three with Demir Krylock, the only way I can see it working is if we genuinely, if we have like someone like Gustavo Cuellar next to him. Like because I think the failures of the 3-4 of like Demir playing that number eight role, I guess is what it could be, um, is like he is used to going too far forward for this team where he's essentially just a second striker trying to head the yeah. ball in. And if we don't have like a someone who's who can legitimately like single handedly own the midfield like perpendicularly from left to right, like someone like Cuellar, uh like Caldwell's not that guy. Pablo Ruiz isn't that guy. Everton isn't that guy. The only player we've had that's ever been that guy is is uh, Kyle Beckerman. So yeah. if we don't have that player, then it doesn't work. But maybe it might work a little better if we do have that player. I would like to see that. But if Pablo is just straight up saying he doesn't fit in that, then I think once we, he's back, we're likely to go back to uh, maybe the four two three one, or maybe it's the five or the three five two or whatever. It's um, I don't know, Colin. What do you yeah. think? I'm scared.
2: <laughs> I mean, this team is so weird um, in so many ways. I think uh, because because I think there's not a lot of standout talent. Um, It's like, like you, I like everything you try to give on this team. You kind of take something away. Like the defensive work that the team is putting in right now is so much more impressive than what we saw most of last season. I think. Yeah. Um. Besides some of the times in like the four man backline, like in the playoffs and stuff like that, but like with with, uh, Marcelo Silva and Justin Glad and and Holt on the field like the defensive work right now is so much better with Schmidt and Brody on the field but i feel like beyond i i like i realized we got 3 goals against new england but i don't think uh, at, what was our like expected goal i imagine it was not 3 <laughs>
1: i think it was 2 point something it wasn't yeah. like awful
2: yeah yeah but like there's been concerns with how the team is generating chances even though they're winning games um And I don't like it's such a fine balance on this squad to figure out, is this team just going to be really defensive and look for their one or two opportunities and be super clinical. Like they were against Seattle or are they going to be looking to play a little bit more attacking, but then, you know, like they're not so talented defensively that that doesn't give something up for them. So I don't, I don't really know what the answer is. It's it's really hard. Like that's, I'll give Pablo some, like a a little bit of like, yeah, that's a tough job to figure out on the squad. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's definitely a tough job to figure out with the squad. And that's why I really like what we've seen lately. Because the, the weird thing about Pablo over the past year and change is it seems like whatever he's trying to do, his like preferred method of playing soccer usually isn't the best. I mean, we saw that with the three-five-two all last year. That was the one he tried very hard to make work. And then when it finally came down to it and he needed to get a win, he switched it because he knew that it wasn't, or it seemed like he knew that it wasn't the most effective way for this team to play. Um, Even though that's like his preferred thing and his secondary formation with the four men back line last year seemed to be the one that made the most sense. You yeah. know what I mean? And the one that seemed to work, work the best. It didn't work in that one game, but the other games when we did play it, seemed like we were a better team and this year it seems like the three four three might be his like secondary stopgap. we've got injuries kind of formation idea and it's working pretty well obviously and i'm concerned about what if the four man back line is now his like preferred number one choice for playing i'm kind of concerned about how that's going to look just based on (sighs) past history yeah but i do i do think um that yeah, like I said, I I do think that um, you can't play the 3-4-3 three, three with Demir. Yeah. I, you can't play the same roles. It's not a like-for-likes change. Something has yeah. to give. And if that's the Quayar kind of situation where you have the one midfielder who can hold it down and lock it down, or if it turns it into a 4-2, something, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it turns into, it's got to change because you can't play this same formation with these same players and put Krylock in in place of anybody. Yeah. And expect it to work exactly the same.
2: I mean, it almost seems like it it almost seems like you got to move to the old RSL days of the diamond, right? (sighs) I know. Yeah, but (sighs) I think this team (sighs) is like we've talked about
0: this multiple times. Multiple times, but like this team could, I think they've got the personnel to potentially play the diamond. But I,
2: I think, I I think it's tough because you're asking, you know, like you're asking a very different role for someone like Justin Miram. Or yeah. uh, Chang, you're asking a very different role for them. Like you know, you think of the way that Ned Grabovoy played exactly. on the of the that shuttler. Diamond. Yeah, and he was not he was not a winger, right? Like he right. was not necessarily you know, but he he was there in the midfield, moving things around. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Not, a, not an not an out and out winger in the way that like Justin Miram would want to play. So yeah,
0: plays in a dime like a narrow diamond, and is not like a he's not a number he's not an a he's not a box to box kind of guy. But he's like yeah, it's it's a unique type of. Of, of player but like i would i don't i, I don't know like i would I, maybe that's something we try i'm all i'm saying is like maybe don't rush demir back and let's see how this 343 performs in regular conditions this weekend and
1: yeah that's, forward. that's the <laughs> other problem with trying to analyze this game and this team yeah. and these players right now is we've played a terrible game against houston yeah. And now we've got two just games that were just like awful conditions. And we yeah, pulled we've got 100, out and 120
0: like- minutes in awful conditions, uh, 45 minutes in, in like good conditions where we played well. Yeah. <laughs> so- like
1: it, it's imp- And that's the thing is there's a lot of people that, um, to get into power rankings and stuff, most of the power rankings still have RSL like middle yeah. of the pack, like 10th or 15th in the league. Totally. And like our standings don't reflect that. And. It seems pretty obvious to me that the standings don't reflect that because a it's early in the season, but our games have been like you can't say that we're a good team. Like yeah. we played well the last two games, we did things that were good, but the long term outlook still isn't that great. We got results not because of conditions, but in terrible conditions. Yeah, and so you can't really take any long term read from any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, it's like the things that we can that I glean from that game is like I'm a, I'm incredibly stoked to see like the fight that this team put up with after going down two zero in those types of conditions to not like just like really mail it in and give up on that like I like I personally did watching where I was like okay like that's yeah. that's that's about it right. um like that's that's something we can glean from the game I I don't know about you know like I th- this weekend is going to be a really good test because we play Nashville at home in what is kind of like a second home opener, just due to like the first one being, uh, kind of a wash. Um, but Nashville's kind of had a, a weird season so far, like where they beat the Sounders, I think in Seattle for that first game, they ended up tying, uh, Minnesota United, um, for their second game. And then they lost in, uh, in Dallas, um, for their, for that third game to zero. So, um, Oh that that first yeah that first game was in Seattle second game in Minnesota did they lose oh no I tell you I think all their games were away so far oh I'll, wait what's are they, what?
1: they're still they're oh, they're waiting their for their soon.
0: yeah you're that, that's why i was like why have they not played a home game yet so they're waiting for their 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 stadium to open actually so uh four away games in a row is pretty tough and we catch them on on their fourth um and that game 730 this upcoming Saturday I don't know what the weather... what's the weather supposed to be like
2: it's supposed to be um, heat. it's supposed to be cloudy but not rainy Saturday oh it's to be 60
0: de- 60 degrees on as a high um yeah. nice yeah so I th- it'll it'll be an interesting test because they're a solid team they've got they've got some good players um they haven't really like put it together too much at this point but they had a good run last year and yeah, I uh, I'm I'm really curious to see how we perform. I, I can only assume we're gonna probably trot out a pretty similar lineup to what we saw last time, unless like Marcelo Silva's hurt. Maybe in that case, um, we see what's his face Kapelhoff. And yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to being there. Um, our boy uh, Mark Yeselevsky is is coming into town and is gonna be in attendance with that game. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with him. Colin, I'm sad you won't be there. To yeah, be honest.
2: I'm I'm pretty bummed too. Um, but it's nice to actually have a a real travel trip planned for like.
0: Yeah, that's that's the pretty cool. I don't in re- like
2: two years that I'm doing like a a little bit more of an extended trip than just like a weekend somewhere. So that's pretty yeah. nice.
0: yeah, same. Like I went to L.A. for like. And just like did like beach, beaches stuff for like, it was last summer for like four days maybe. And that was probably the extent of what I've done. That was the only flight I've taken in the last two years. And I'm, uh, yeah, very anxious to do something and go somewhere. So that's, that's awesome. That's not true. I saw you in Portland. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that flight. That's right. We did go to Portland for that. I like, I almost forgot. That 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 was literally like eighteen hours of my life. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> why that was. Like you said, that
1: was really that wasn't a like planned long trip. Yeah, at no, all. I like, just like the day I minute.
0: learned I was gonna be able to go, and then like went, and then came back like less than twenty four hours later. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, so. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the home opener V2. I think it'll be nice. I hope there are a bunch of people there like last time because the vibes were very good at the last game. So I'm hoping it's the same thing again. I'd like to hang out in the tailgate lot and get tacos again because I loved doing
1: that. Yes, Um, let's do that for sure. Yeah, I love that.
0: Uh, Let's see. The last item on the agenda tonight to talk about is obviously where we go through the likes of Mike Petkey. Um, nothing super interesting in here at the moment. Uh, he's, he liked, uh, little girl singing, let it go in a, uh, Ukrainian war shelter. So that's pretty depressing. Uh, but if you, if we're any fans of, uh, frozen, I guess you could go check that out, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I hope my Pecky's doing well. His last tweet still is, uh, tim cahill's siding and windows van outside of his house but i think he's back in middle middle town or middleton new jersey out there living the life and his header is still a picture of him and his kids in an airport so
1: <laughs> i think that was on his uh trip to africa when he posted that
0: i think so i like the, the africa thing oh man his third most recent tweet is uh about real is his like departure the from up real thing? salt lake no the, the thumbs oh, no, up is like his like statement the thumbs up is iconic i oh and his his like fifth most most recent tweet is quoting matt montgomery <laughs> oh, oh that's right where where matt had tweeted out an article or like soapbox had th- had something i said mike pecky with an interesting post-match quote on the tv broadcast this organization has made it clear to me that we're taking the league's cup very seriously matt said this to me feels like a mandate from on high and i hate it oh i hate it the league's cup is famously the that like summer what friendly thing
1: mike pecky fired
0: yeah uh and mike pecky said hold on let me clarify something i am part of this organization it is not a mandate it's a collaborative decision i'm not mad that you wrote this because it's what i said i am however interpreting it and reading it back i just want to be clear to pecky's credit that's actually uh a a good sentiment that he that he said here where he didn't like say you guys took me out of context or like you guys got this one wrong but he's like Uh, I like I know what I said and it came across the wrong way. And this is like clarify I feel like we could learn some lessons from that version of Mike Pecky. So
2: do you want do you want Sarah to come in and preview the Nashville game for you guys? I would love for that. Sarah, come in and preview the Nashville game. uh, She's she's got extensive notes. So I can't wait to hear what this is gonna what this is gonna sound like. Nice.
0: I'm looking forward to this. All right. Sarah's putting on headphones. Sarah, give us <laughs> give hello, us your hello. thoughts out of this. Hello, Sarah. How are you, first of
3: all? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. I just want to say, just up top, that I don't know anything about Nashville, and I won't be previewing that game. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all right, what are you here to okay, do? Then? So,
1: so what's up? <laughs>
3: uh, I just want to say that just because it's not on record from me that I always hated Albert Rusnak. <laughs> uh, I I never liked that guy. First time I ever saw him, he was wearing <laughs> jean shorts. And second time I saw him, he had frosted tips. So I was out from the beginning. I also want to say that my sweet baby boy, David Ochoa, uh, is just, just a beautiful human being who I feel like everyone should love just a little bit more.
0: <laughs> thank, thank you. And we do. We, we do love him. Um, <laughs> a, a, any predictions for this uh, weekend's upcoming match? I heard you'll be in attendance with Colin's tickets. I
3: will be in attendance. Is is, uh, is my boy playing?
1: He probably will not probably be. Probably not. I wouldn't expect him.
3: All right, I'm not. Have, I'm not going in with high hopes then. <laughs>
1: okay, that was, well, that's good to that know. Was you made a look, and it was crestfallen. I think is the best word to describe it. Oh, uh, uh, that that that's not a delightful word.
0: Wow.
3: That's beautiful. Wow, thank you so well, much, Trevor.
0: Sarah, I'm glad you'll be in town. We'll uh, we'll see you at the game. Uh, looking forward to it. I'm sorry, David Achel won't be playing, but in positive news, I guess Albert Rusnak won't be playing either. So, uh,
3: dude. Um, uh who who's gonna be editing this?
0: Matthew Montgomery.
3: Matthew Montgomery. Sweet, also a sweet boy. I want to let him know that he's gonna have to to edit something right here because <laughs> we already have it. Albert Roosnak.
1: So, Sarah, real quick, Let's can see. I ask you just a quick question? I would 124 Do <laughs> you <laughs> Kyle's gotta mark down the swears really quick. Yeah. Um Do you not like Albert like as a person like the guy that he is on Instagram the guy that he is publicly and comments he's made or you don't like Albert Ruznack the the soccer player
3: uh, all of it as a as a person I don't like the person or the player and so all okay. around not good vibes from Albert Ruznack I mean listen maybe he did some cool stuff before I got to Utah but so long as me being here all he did was kick crappy corners <laughs> so
1: yeah it's not an unfair Yeah. Evaluation of his time here.
3: Good riddance to bad rubbish.
0: Well, I couldn't have said it any better myself. I (laughs) want to thank Colin for joining us tonight, but more importantly, we want to thank Sarah for. You're welcome. uh, Superseding his appearance, I think, with what can only be described as uh, doing wilt numbers. So. Yeah. Anyway, Trevor, any parting words? I think we're. I think we're. I think that's that leads us in a good spot to this upcoming weekend.
3: Hey, you know, no. M- Wilt Chamberlain scored a hundred points on March second, which just happens to be my birthday. So, just saying. Then
0: you were born and born doing Wilt numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, Sarah, thank you for joining us, Trevor. It's a pleasure as always, and we'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Good work.